I mean, how do you follow that, right? That was some beautiful chaos up on our stage. <laughs> so great, all of the kids. And how about our youth worship team? The average age of those people uh, leading us in worship this morning, like some of them were born last decade, which is awesome, right? So exciting to see that. Well, you know, we are celebrating Christmas, obviously, here at the City Church, the advent of Jesus, the arrival of Jesus to the earth. And when we think about Christmas, we know that there is a Christmas story. We, we can see many um, nativity scenes and lights in different people's front yards and different places and malls and all of that. And then there's a definitive Christmas story of, of Jesus being born in a manger. Um, but when we think about the story of Christmas, there, there is the actual story of Christmas, the true story of Christmas. But then there's our story of Christmas. What is, what is our Christmas season look, look, looking like? And it can look very busy. It can look um, overwhelming. It can, there's so many parties that we have to go to and, and staff Christmas parties and we gotta go to the mall and fight for a parking spot and, and all of those different family gatherings, which you, know, you might be excited for some of them and then not so excited for others of them. And, and what we want to do is we want to actually integrate the true story of Christmas into our personal story. That Jesus coming to the earth is actually meaningful for us as individuals. It's not just so that we can sing different songs, but him coming to the earth is supposed to be meaningful to our lives today and then throughout eternity. And one of the things that we see about Jesus, and we're going to read this verse here in a second, that he came specifically to bring some things to our lives and then to remember what those things are, to celebrate those in a very personal way is very good for us to do. Now, when we think about Jesus coming to the earth, we remember one of these Old Testament prophecies here in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six says this. And don't worry, I know what time it is. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. We see peace referenced two different times there that he would be the prince of peace, that he, he would show up and he would rule in our hearts with peace. But again, the story of our personal Christmas could be anything but peace. And as, as we've seen with some of the prayer requests, you know, there's gonna be some families that are grieving loss this Christmas season, which is obviously very difficult to do. And so there's, there's these circumstantial things that we're facing in the earth and in, in the context of our lives. But here Jesus is showing up and he wants to be our prince of peace. Of, it talks about this government would rest upon his shoulders and we would think, yeah, we, we, need, we need Jesus to rule in the governments of the world, which would be a really good idea. But what he does, he wants to start with our hearts. He actually wants to rule in our hearts with peace that he, he shows up into our lives with this notion. And peace is one of the deepest needs of the human heart. Now we see this Peace is emphasized all throughout the scripture. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew language, peace, the word is shalom. And this is still a greeting today within Jewish culture that people just show up and they say shalom to one another, that we would experience peace. The word peace means from the scripture, tranquility, harmony, security, or soundness. And it's not just the absence of war, but it's wholeness in our lives. And this is what Jesus comes to bring. 
that we would experience this in our lives. The scripture tells us to seek after peace and pursue it, to, to live at peace with one another, to live in peace and the God of love, to make judgments which are true and make for peace, to be diligent, to be found by him in peace, that the Prince of Peace has come and it's true, it's this historical moment, it's the story that we tell. But God actually wants us to live in peace in our lives, in the, in the inside of our hearts, in the inside of our being, that the seed of authority in our life should be ruled by peace, not just the busyness of the season, not just the circumstances surrounding us in the world. We see Jesus discussing peace with his disciples. John chapter 14, verse 26 says this, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And then he says in verse 27, peace, I leave with you. The Prince of Peace is leaving us with peace. It's an inheritance for us as followers of Jesus. My peace I give you, I do not give it as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Peace not as the world gives, what, what type of peace does the world give its sort of intermittent, there's no war happening. And then for us, we know that there is actually wars happening on the planet as we speak. Now, there might not be a war that we have to fight, but this is all that the world could offer us. It's just intermittent that there's circumstances that are not overwhelming you. And there's not a fight that you personally have to fight, but that's not the type of peace that Jesus is leaving us. It's something to do with our hearts, that we actually wouldn't be afraid on the inside of us, sort of letting, instead of letting fear rule us or busyness rule us, that we would actually let the peace of God rule us. And it would be this abiding peace, this peace that doesn't go anywhere, regardless of the circumstances that wants to rule in our heart. John 16, 31 says this, do you now believe Jesus replied, a time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered, talking to his disciples, each one of you to your own home. You will leave me all alone, talking about when he is crucified. And then he says, yet I am not alone for the father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me, Jesus says, you will have peace in the world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. There's gonna be some difficult circumstances, obviously Jesus going to the cross, but then he says, hey, I'm not alone. In Jesus, in him, we will experience peace. In the world, there's gonna be trouble. There's gonna be circumstances. There's gonna be tribulations. There's gonna be all various type of circumstances that we face in life. But then Jesus says, take heart, I have overcome the world. So he says, in me, in Christ, in the Prince of Peace, we are going to experience this peace, this tranquility of heart, regardless of the circumstances around us. In the world, there's gonna be trouble, but thank God Jesus has overcome the world. So just a few thoughts for us today that we want to let peace rule, that we want to let peace be the ruler of our lives, the Prince of Peace, that we yield to him, that we yield to him the ground of our heart that we submit to him, that he rules with peace. Colossians chapter three, verse 15 says this. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit, singing to God with gratitude 
in your hearts. Verse 15, let's go back there. Let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. In other words, that it would be the umpire of our lives. This is a great way to think about um, having God lead us in, in a very personal way that he, as he leads us in our lives, he's leading us by his spirit. He's not leading us by circumstances, but we will be able to distinguish what to do and where to go and where to go to school and who to marry and what decisions that we have to make, all of these things that Jesus would be leading us by peace, that we would allow him to rule in our hearts by peace. Because in the world, there's gonna be trouble. But in Christ, there's gonna be peace. And again, it's very easy for us to, with, with our physical eyes to look at the circumstances of the world and be just like, oh man, there's so many things going on. And it's anything but tranquil. And it's anything but peaceful. But Christ wants to rule in our hearts with peace. Second thing we see in the scripture is that Jesus wants us to be peacemakers. James chapter three, verse 17 says this. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure and then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. We know in the Sermon on, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. It's not the same as a peacekeeper. It's a, a peacemaker. A peacekeeper is someone, you know, within the context of relationship, you, you have to walk on eggshells with that person. How many of you don't like those relationships? Because I'm just trying to keep the peace. No, that's not the same thing. We're actually gonna bring peace to situations and circumstances. And again, just in a very real way, there's gatherings that we're gonna be invited to this Christmas season that, we're, again, we're just a little bit nervous about. But we don't have to be nervous about those circumstances, regardless of who's there and the person that you don't like is gonna be invited to this party. But here Jesus has call called us to be peacemakers that we can, by the Spirit of God, bring peace to situations. Why can we bring peace? Because we have it. It's on the inside of us. We're not looking for circumstances to give us peace. We know that God is ruling in our hearts through Christ by peace, that we can be peacemakers everywhere we go. Those who bring harmony. That's what a peacemaker is. So we can see our role this Christmas with our, with our co-workers and with our big family Christmas parties that we could be the person there that brings harmony, that we're not gonna be the disturber of the situations, that we are going to be peacemakers. Something important also that we see in the scripture is that we can actually have peace with God. And this is important for maybe someone in the room this morning or today, maybe somebody has invited you to, to church today and you're not you know, not, not necessarily a churchgoer, not necessarily a Christian, but you know, it's Christmas season, so we, we maybe we'll go to church. This idea that we can actually have peace with God is such a big theme throughout the scripture. Because many times within uh, the context of being a religious person, we are trying to make ourselves right with God. And then maybe this Christmas season, you know, I can make myself right with God to do, do some extra good things, and it's good to do good things, and we should continue to do good things. But those good things don't make us right with God, that we can actually be right with God and we can have a peace relationship with God, that I'm not at odds 
with God. Romans chapter four, verse 24 says this, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him, who raised Jesus, our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the God, the glory of God. Talking about that we can have peace with God through Jesus. And we're gaining access to this peace, this grace by faith that we are putting our faith in Jesus. And again, this is so important for us in the midst of all the cultural stuff that happens in and around Christmas and so many things that we have to do that we remind ourselves, what does the advent mean? What does the arrival of Jesus mean to me? It's this great story, the thing that we celebrate, some of the things that our, our, our kids will have to continue to learn because they're still figuring it out, right? We're like, thank God we got more years to train them because they don't know what's happening. <laughs> but this true story means that we can actually have peace with God. I no longer have to be at odds with God or figure out, am I actually right with God? That as I put my trust in God, I access this grace, the grace of God, a gift. This is what it means to have a relationship with God, that I'm at peace with God. And by me saying yes, which we're gonna do here in a second and, and give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. When I put my faith in Jesus, I no longer have to worry, where do I stand with God? God, are, are we good? What, what extra things do I have to do this Christmas to be at peace with you? But this scripture is explicit that, that we put our, our faith in God and then we will experience peace with God in a very real and practical and authentic and genuine way that the Prince of Peace would actually become real to me. That the story of Christmas is not just an external story, it then becomes my story. That as Jesus shows up to the earth in specific circumstances, in a manger with the star, the story that we know, that we would find ourselves in that same story. We would experience peace with God. And then finally this, God who we are at peace with is actually a God of peace. And we want to maintain that peace experientially in our lives. Philippians chapter four, verse six says this, do not be anxious about anything. Now let's pause for a second. Is there anything that we're anxious, worried, fretful, fearful about in the next 25 days or so? Because here the scripture is telling us that we shouldn't be anxious about these things. Why why wouldn't we be anxious about these things? Because the Prince of Peace has come. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And 
the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, Paul says, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So not just Prince of Peace an idea, not just something that we sing and not just Jesus in the manger, but here the God of peace would rule in our hearts, a, a peace that passes all understanding, that I, that I have peace with God because of the relationship that I have with Jesus. And then regardless of the circumstances, I know that I'm gonna have trouble in the world, but Jesus said, he left me peace. And he wants this peace to to rule in our hearts so that we wouldn't actually be troubled with the trouble all around us that we would allow instead of all of that. Anxiousness and and, and fretfulness and busyness to get on the inside of us. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do all of the things that we have to do and all of the things that we're responsible for. We should do all of those things. But we should do it with a heart of peace. So let's just pray this morning. God, we take a moment and we think about all the things that we might be anxious for today in this busy Christmas season. And instead of being worried, we're gonna bring it to you in prayer because Lord, we know that you are the God of peace. So we give you this situation. We give you this family member. We give you this circumstance. God, and we just pray with thanksgiving. We know that you are with us, that you are ruling our hearts and our lives through peace. God, we're so thankful this morning that we can walk in your grace by faith. That this next season, these next few days, as we we celebrate your coming, which we should do, Father, that you are ruling and our hearts by peace, that you are the very God of peace. We don't have to be anxious about all of these things that you are with us. And we, we choose with our hearts and with our minds to think on the things that are good and lovely and honorable and excellent. That we put these things into practice in our lives, Lord, and we know that you are with us by peace. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if you are here today, just like we talked about when we were reading those Romans verses, that we can actually have peace with God. And the story of Christmas, that Jesus came, he was born of a virgin in a manger, but then he grew up. He was the sinless lamb of God. He died on the cross. Jesus raised him from the dead. And because of all of those things that God provided for us a relationship with himself, and we just read about it there in Romans, that it just comes as a gift. He just offers us this gift. And this is why we give gifts at Christmas time. And when we give gifts at Christmas time, we don't actually ask the people that we give gifts to, uh, now you owe me $29.99 for that gift. Now it's a free gift. This is what salvation is. 
It's a free gift that God gives. And all you have to do is say yes to the gift today. So I'm gonna pray a prayer here in a second. If you have never said yes to Jesus, I invite you to pray along with me today. Or maybe you're here this morning and you used to be close to God. You kind of feel like you're distant from God this morning. You know, God is not mad at you. God is inviting you close to himself again. You pray along with me as well. So church, let's bow our head and close our eyes and let's pray this out loud together. God, we thank you for Jesus, the Prince of Peace, that he came and he lived a sinless life. He died on the cross and you raised him from the dead so I could know you, so I could be in a relationship with you. So I say yes to your righteousness today. God, I call you my father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways. And I turn from my own. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for anyone who made that decision for the first time this morning. We're so excited for you. We are celebrating with you. And so if you made that decision for the first time to follow Jesus or you decided to recommit your life again this morning, we don't want you to leave here empty-handed without any resources or without anyone celebrating with you. So take time to fill out the Connect card in the seat pocket in front of you. You can turn that in at the info desk that's right near the circular staircase in the main lobby. And someone there, our team will be there to greet you with a really big smile. They'll give you some resources as you start this new journey of faith. Are you happy that you came to church and started off Christmas season. Beautiful. Why don't we all stand as we get ready to go this morning? Hey, listen, if you came to church this morning hoping for someone to pray for you or with you, some of our leaders are just making their way down to the stage right now. Um, Right after service dismisses, you can come up and any of our team will be more than happy just to pray with you. Uh, But as they're coming down, we wanted to remind you of a couple of things. Don't forget to grab an invite and an info card. Invite someone. Make sure you mark all of these dates and different service times on your calendar. As well, you can grab the love offering envelopes for Pastors Brent and a Cool. That's right outside of the main auditorium doors as well. And don't forget that next week we're collecting all of the Eden Food for Change donations. All right, a beautiful and fun month here at City Church. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. We're so excited. Have a great week and let the Prince of Peace rule your hearts every day this week. We love you. Have a great day.